Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running a record label. And today we're talking about royalty, uh, royalties and managing royalties and record label accounting. Um, you know, it's not a very fun subject, but surprisingly, it's one of the top, in the top two uh, topics that our community has asked that I cover on this show. And so we're doing this whole um, uh, multiple episode um, coverage on the topic of managing royalties uh, at your record label. And so if you've missed it, I really want to make sure you go back to uh, the previous episode where we did an industry insiders episode with Hunter from a new platform called Infinite Catalog which is uh, essentially a software, but it's a web-based uh, uh, program that uh, he co-developed to help record labels, specifically record labels, manage their catalog and manage um, how they pay their artists and how they keep track of all their um, royalties and income and all that stuff. It's, it's such an incredibly cool platform. In fact, everything around this theme of royalties, I'm, I'm collecting on a webpage. And go to otherrecordlabels.com slash royalties. That's spelled R-O-Y-A-L-T-I-E-S. And that's where I'm going to collect, um, where we did this walkthrough video of this software. Um, and also there's a coupon that um, Hunter is offering our community. And so you can get information about that there. Otherrecordlabels.com slash royalties. Make sure you watch those videos. Um, and, and I want to talk today about three accounting mistakes that record labels make. Now, if my artists uh, on my label are watching this or listening to this, uh, I would ask you to please turn it off because you're going to hear some pretty hypocritical stuff coming from me. I'm not really the one to talk on this. And a lot of this um, I've done, I've got from some of the people we've talked to on the show and some of the labels I've commiserated with, as well as uh, some of our, my conversation with Hunter at Infinite Catalog. And so I'll be totally uh, upfront. This is something that I'm still struggling with, but, you know, thanks to Infinite Catalog and some, and some stuff, I'm really starting to wrap my head around it. Um, and hopefully eventually going to get a, a better handle on uh, the income that we receive managing all of those sources of income like Bandcamp and DistroKid or CD Baby or um, even the crazy things like uh, somebody knocks on my door and wants to buy a record. I mean, they don't knock, they call ahead, but they knock on my door and they want to pick up a record and they pay me cash. And so um, figuring out solutions for that and making sure that the artists get paid and making sure that we're transparent with paying the artists and showing them uh, all of their income and all of their expenses. Uh, so I want to talk about three mistakes that I have seen and 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 more specifically three mistakes that I uh, have made and uh, continue to make. Um, number one is lacking a consistent royalty schedule. And this is a, a big problem. And, and I, I think that, um, you know, a platform could help with this or at the very least, whatever system that you put in place, um, figure out a way to make sure that you consistently and sustainably um, schedule a way to ingest all of the, the income. So going to Bandcamp and going to all of these different income sources, downloading a statement, plugging it into your system, however you do that. Make sure that you do that in on a schedule. And so if it's the first of the month or the last of the month, or maybe it's quarterly, and so at the start of every quarter, put it in your iCal to give you send you a message. Make sure you book the day off and, and you really focus on it because it is one of those things 
that I procrastinate with so much. The other problem is, and this happens to me, is that when I don't do it quarterly properly, and I kind of keep this mental tally of like, oh, I've seen a few sales come in from this artist on Bandcamp, so I better get around to, um, you know, tallying everything up. What ends up happening is that the number, uh, the amount of money that I owe the artist just starts to pile up because I thought, well, there was a $4 EP sale the other day and I end up forgetting. And then a quarter has gone by or even worse, two quarters have gone by and I tally everything up. And now I owe thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars. And it's, it's a lot more intimidating for me to have to, you know, pay them all of that money right away. And so I think it's better, and this is something that Hunter talked about in our episode with Infinite Catalog when we were talking about royalties, is, and, and this is what you know their system really helps with, is keeping a running total so you always know how much you owe the artists or the payee. And I think that's really important because it can really get away on you, and then all of a sudden, you've got to come up really quickly with a few thousand dollars, and, and that's tough to do. Uh, so make sure you commit to a consistent schedule. Don't tell the artist you're gonna do weekly. Don't tell the artist you're gonna do monthly if you can't handle it. Uh, quarterly is a great is a great time, maybe semi-annually. Uh, maybe annually if, you, if, if your artist is cool with that and, and if they're not um, producing new records and they kind of have a, an outdated uh, catalog, um, you know, maybe that's okay, but just make sure it's consistent. Number two, and this came um, when, in my conversation with Hunter as well, which is project accounting versus artist accounting. Well, what that means is um, sometimes we think it might be good to keep track of uh, the accounting for a release as a silo, and uh, which by that I mean an EP or a single or an album, and then uh, keeping track of all of our income and expenses uh, together uh, in one system, and then doing that again or replicating that for their next album or um, their other, you know, there might be a, a sink or some other revenue a source um, versus what, you know, what we suggest is this and what I've uh, inadvertently had done from in the past 10 or 11 years is basically keeping one um, accounting document or however your process is for the entire um lifespan of the artist, that the artist is with your label. So all of the releases um, come under the same umbrella. And one of the, the the better things, there's this term in the industry called cross-collateralization, which is such a brutal term that you know some executives uh, at Warner came up with or Universal. But um, basically what that means is the uh, if, if a, an artist um, doesn't break even on their first album, but then actually turns a profit on their second album, you can take the profits from the second album to pay off some of the debt from the first album. And so this is what happens when you manage the royalties across a bunch of different releases and across a bunch of different um, income streams that the artist has. And so uh, if you're thinking, should I keep track of all the accounting for this release and then, and then just duplicate that and do it again for another release, um, it might be better in the long run uh, to keep track of all of the artists' releases together and to say, okay, here's from all the money from your back catalog and from your newest release, this is what I owe you. And then the expenses for this project can help pay off something that wasn't as successful, that kind of thing. Does that make sense? And the final problem that we see a lot, and, and this came from my friend Hunter again at Infinite uh, Catalog, was not providing the raw data. And so what does that mean? Well, if you go to Bandcamp, I, I know um, CD Baby uh, exports as well. DistroKid, I think, exports. Uh, if you're on Shopify, if you have some interesting revenue sources like 
um, Etsy or if you have a, a publishing income from BMG or something like that, they will most often um, download an Excel sheet, a, a raw, very confusing, uh, lots of uh, columns uh, of all of the income. And, and there's tons of, of information in there. There's the net and then there's how much you've paid PayPal and credit cards and all that stuff, how much Bandcamp has, has taken or, or the provider has taken. And we get this document, and then we're supposed to to parse this document, find the the most important number in there, and, and this is what Infinite Catalog does so beautifully. But if if you are doing that and putting it into your spreadsheet, good for you, God bless you. But if you're doing that, putting it into your spreadsheet, it's important to hang on to that raw file. Now, in most cases, you can always get it back from Bandcamp. You can go and say, I want this month from three years ago. I think you can do that with most sources, hopefully. Um, but hang on to that file. And embed it, or you can copy and paste the whole thing or import it into your Excel document, embed it into whatever you provide the artist so that the artist can see it. Now, it might take a little bit of work to uh, hide uh, other artists on your label's information. You only want to show the artist their data, um, but show them everything. Show them the growth. Show them how much PayPal takes. I think it's really important. We as record labels, I've talked about this before so much. We as record labels uh, often think that the artists know as much as we do or care as much as we do. But we know that they're focused on their art and their songwriting and their and their shows and all of this stuff. And so we, they may not be familiar with how much um, a provider takes. iTunes takes something, I remember back in the day, it was like 30% off the top. And then if you're going through someone like a CD Baby who takes a cut or a digital distributor that takes a cut, there's another 9% gone there. And then PayPal has a transaction fee. And then there's even a fee when um, uh, your your provider sends you the monthly uh, um, income of everyone. There's like a dollar processing fee or something. You want to show them all those things and don't assume that they're aware of all those things so that they know if their monthly statement is 25 cents, and I have some artists, uh, you know, we all do, um, but if their monthly income statement is 25 cents, they might be like, oh my goodness, I thought I had like 500 streams or a thousand streams this month, what gives? And so you wanna be able to show them uh, where all that money comes in, where all the transactions take place, who takes their cut. So provide the raw data. That's, that's something that I'm basically summarizing here. Where possible, provide them with the raw data, have some sort of system where they can log in if they want to. Most artists won't want to, but make sure they can if they want to. Listen, I know this is a crazy topic. I really want to make sure that you go back and listen to our episode with Infinite Catalog, as well as our, vi our video that we did, which was a visual walkthrough through the platform. Uh, Infinite Catalog is giving our community uh, an exclusive discount if you want to try out the software. I think it's really incredible. This is a huge breakthrough for, for our uh, independent record label community. Um, and so go to otherrecordlabels.com slash royalties, um, where I've basically summarized all of our, our information uh, that will help you manage your record labels accounting. So go to otherrecordlabels.com slash royalties. And thank you so much for listening.